Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Richie Anderson, a.k.a. Richie Rich and cj run what's up fellas another day another day that was a really loud intro you must have a little extra caffeine fired up love love that it's it's Mm. the time restricted eating it's the warrior diet i've been doing that all week too have you yeah i started yeah i feel great i feel great just some like veggies and fruit in the morning cognition is dialed i'm feeling sharp Love it. Feeling sharp. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's episode. Intermittent fasting. Well, part one and part two. So the last two weeks we've been talking about it. So um yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. CJ, awesome. how are you feeling? I bet you feel phenomenal today. I am great. The Suns are in the finals. It's working well at the end of another week hardcore suns fan big time i uh, i watched the game last night and now i'm considering myself a valley boy and i'm getting oh yeah yeah i'm not no kings man you can't i'm i'm not a sacramento kid anymore no so it's official yeah like pretty bandwagon i'm jumping on pretty soon you're gonna be rooting for the diamondbacks Nah. No, because they're terrible. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're bad. bad. They're beyond bad. Yeah, we won't go there. Maybe coyotes. Yeah, Band- yeah, yeah not bandwagon coyotes. fans are welcome. They are welcome. Sweet. More. Well, consider we me on the bandwagon. bandwagon. There's probably a lot of those right now. So wow. sure. you know, since the Suns are good again, but For I don't sure. know. I feel like the Suns have always had a pretty diehard like base here. I think so. You know. Yeah. So there was a buzz right when I moved into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before they knew they were going to be good. So that's mm-hmm. true. Um, okay, business down to business. Um, client of the week, client of the week, Max Trujillo. I didn't say I didn't roll the 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 Spanish in enough. That's right. Max um, has been coming for I want to say about five or six months, and came in like every once in a while we get we get a client like this it's not our you know main like demographic doesn't fit the mold 100% but we get maybe like one out of 15 that's like hey i really have trouble adding lean muscle mass and i'm just trying to add some add some bulk like i want to look good shirtless on the beach and not be so lean so that's max and uh started kind of slow never really worked out never you know didn't didn't know what to do how to do it didn't know like diet nutrition anything so just kind of like starting from scratch and uh is crushing it not only is are his numbers like going up increasing the lean muscle mass um but he's also starting to pull some pretty good weight yeah yeah, he's starting to find, he's starting to like learn or learn his ways around the weight room a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. form form is good, um, almost to the point where you can be like, okay, go do this exercise, and yeah. it takes like minimal coaching because he's like picking it up, exactly. right? So, exactly, pretty much. Yeah, now I can just 
throw throw some of the big lifts at them and let them run wild with it. Yeah. So awesome job, Max. We're we're super proud of you. It was really uh, fun for me to put him on the M body the other day and see see how um, his results were looking. So good job, man. Keep up keep up the good work. And he always has a smile on his face. You want to make him do erroneous stuff. Erroneous. Yeah. Erroneous. Word of the day. Yeah. Um, all right. Today for this episode, I promise we're going to try not to go on too many rants. Couple, couple <laughs> soap boxes though, probably. Couple, couple. Um, we're, I, so the next two weeks, um, we're going to do another two-part series on sleep. Um, and we had discussed doing it this week, but it seems to be real. This topic today seems to be more relevant for um, some of the stuff going around in the gym. Like it's come up several times. And so we figured let's talk about it. So this week we're talking about focusing on the quality of your movement as opposed to just coming into the gym and like moving weight and getting crushed and like working really, really hard and sweating. So um, I guess what we need to clarify for people and this is I, I guess people are under the impression that like when I start off, the harder I work, the better results I'm going to see. And that is not necessarily the right approach that you should take. And I, I find that there's kind of like two different types of clients. There's the there's the client that starts off that's terrified to lift more than five pounds because they think that they're going to get hurt or they're afraid they're going to get bulky um, females, which is, you know, like impossible to do. Nobody becomes a bodybuilder by accident. I'm, I'm hitting my head on the wall right now for those of you <laughs> that can't see. Um, and then there's and then there's the person that's on the totally opposite end of the spectrum where they just want to come in and it's like a bull in a china shop and they're like give me all the weights give me all the reps like if i'm not lay lying on the floor in a puddle of sweat at the end of this workout then what was the point of me even doing it and as coaches what should they be focusing on first and foremost form form Doing that workout well versus as hard as they can, like do it right. Do it right. What does that mean? Pro, you know, go through proper range of motion. Use a use a load that is acceptable for that proper range of motion. Um, what else? Tempo. Yeah. Qual Sets. It, it's Just, the quality of how well they move, yeah. right? So, like, if if you can't touch your toes. You probably should, if you can't bend over and touch your toes, you probably shouldn't come in and go like nuts on a deadlift, right? Not True. the not the best place to start. Like we probably need you to be able to bend over, touch your toes, do a couple other movements well before we're like, hey, let's put 200 pounds on the bar and let you pick it up off the ground. Yeah, yep. There, there, is, there is a logical progression in our brains that we use. Yeah. And we can't skip those just to give someone a kick-ass workout. 
it's pretty it's pretty obvious that in our industry people like coaches they just crush people and they give them workout and those are the people that are like on the end of the spectrum that where they want to just be in a total puddle of sweat and then there's the end where they're just like they don't want to lift weights so the coach is just, just t- talking to them just chatting with them through their their training session and never improving the way that they move. Yeah, I think our job is to get everyone in the middle of those two extremes. Yeah, and I've said it before on this podcast that you know people come in and they're like, I had this great trainer. And then they come in and it's like, you don't even know how to do a squat. So your, your great trainer basically just sold you a bunch of BS and gave you what you wanted as opposed to what you needed. Can't squat right, you have back pain and knee pain. Great trainer. Yeah, right. So I guess let's, we're kinda just throwing some some things out there. We're soapboxing as the way, as Richie would say. But what do you guys think like, so, so for the people out there that are either like afraid to lose five pounds or lift five pounds, or like just want to come in and the only way they have a good workout is if they get crushed. Like, what do you say to that person? And what is the correct path that they should take through their like fitness journey or approach that they should take? Well, I can speak as one of those people who likes to be in the floor in the puddle at the end of my workout. And, you know, to get to be able to do that point, you've got to start somewhere. I know when I first started weightlifting, and this was way back in middle school, we didn't pick up a weight for three weeks. Like you've got to have good form. If you want to come in here and you don't want to get hurt and you want to be able to move weight, you've got to start with that form. We did body weight stuff for three weeks before we picked up a weight. And then as you're going farther into it, you've got to keep that form because you got to have that base. If you're not able to do an exercise, there's always a modification that can make it easier for you to do that is going to help you build up to that full and perfect form. Because that, if you don't have that, you're going to get hurt. If you're coming in and, oh, I'm sore in this spot and I don't even know why I worked out, like I didn't work out that spot. That's from bad and bad form. <laughs> like, happens, it, happens, right? It happens a lot. Happens. I mean. Even as, a, even as a trainer sometimes, like I'll come in and it's a little bit different. It's like, well, what was I doing? Oh, I was doing reverse flies. I must not have done them very well. My shoulder is hurting, okay? Like it all comes together. Yeah, and, and understand, like as a listener, understand that trainers are, like there's a certain amount of pressure on us to, to you know, like get you results and progress your movement at the same exact time. And it's not like, you know, CJ, like you said, hey, first three weeks, like we're not even touching a weight. We're just learning how to move. You can't do that in this industry because nobody is going to give you money and trust that that three weeks from now, like they're going to see any results or six weeks from now or whatever. People want to be fit yesterday. Like they wanted to hit their goal yesterday. It's the hardest part. That's the hardest part for us. But what you said is like, there's a modification. So 
we can give you a modification that if you do it correctly, it's still going to be difficult for you. You're still going to see change in your body from doing that, that movement correctly. But not only are you learning how to move, you're also not putting yourself at risk of getting injured. Right. You definitely can't achieve your goals in the gym. If you can't go to the gym because you're hurt, that is for sure. Yeah. So, so for, well, are the two rules to training number one rule is don't hurt the revenue source which means like if you are coming to the gym and we crush you and you get hurt well guess what you're probably not going to continue to pay us and we are a business that's how we survive you know we might love fitness and be passionate about it but at the same time like there's no money in it we'll go do something else and then two be as aggressive as you possibly can without breaking rule number one. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Richie, I know you are, you are like, based because of your background, I think, with working with athletes where every movement has to be so dialed in and so perfect. Like, you are on the extreme end of the spectrum of like improving movement. So, give everybody like your thought process on it. I, I think for us as practitioners, it's, it's like a no brainer because of just the snowball effect that you can have from like getting someone to move better. And like, obviously move better is going to, there's a couple different definitions. Um, one thing I was thinking about before this podcast, as much as we're saying like, Hey, maybe we shift our thought from, just like, hey, I'm gonna come in the gym to get my butt kicked because I wanna lose weight. There are some clients where like that weight loss might get them to move better. So we kind of have to meet yeah. in the middle there. So there, there's okay. there's multiple, like moving better can be a couple of things. It could be, or it could be a ton of things. It could be maybe there's some sort of uh, adaptation that happened that doesn't allow for someone's shoulder to get overhead well. or in, So then we can't build their shoulders like they want. Uh, so there, there's a lot of different ways on that sense, but the snowball effect of moving better can add more capacity to do things. So we have a lot of awesome hiking trails out here in Scottsdale. And so my biggest thing I like to push on clients is like, Hey, how about we like get you squatting better? You have no knee ish. There's no history of injuries. Let's try to squat to parallel. I'm sure that in itself is a debated topic with, with a lot of people, sure. but like let's increase your squat range of motion. Cause then when you go hike Tom's thumb and you're having to step up really high, like you're going to be able to complete your hikes quicker and do more work on your hikes because your squat patterns improving or instead of doing three sets of 10 half squats in here cause you can't squat to parallel, but you want to build your hamstrings and your glutes. Like you're not doing it squatting half squatting like, in reality the only time you're really using that posterior chain in a a squat is when you're squatting pretty deep more or less right that's very black and white drawing of squatting but the the idea is moving better increases capacity within every workout or within your daily life and then you just do more work throughout the day throughout the week throughout the month and then it just compounds and and that additional work that you're able to do would be like more reps, more sets, 
more weight. Yeah, more tonnage. That's that's what I, I'm, this is obviously more with athletes, but I'm doing it with Max, speaking of a little bit, is like, I just look at his total tonnage in a session. So like the, the total, total amount, amount of weight, weight that he's moving over the course mm-hmm. of a hour workout. So yeah, that's, that's work. Like there's, there's a lot of ways to quantify work also. Yeah. Um, and then I think with a lot of our clients, that's getting rid of their burnout. They don't come to the gym every day. Hey, I need to make sure I leave in a, you know, crawling on my hands and knees. Yeah. Now I can have some focuses within my workout to increase my movement quality. And like I, we could all, we're good enough trainers. We could have one tiny implement and do one exercise for an hour and kick your butt. Like don't bet us against, like we can do that. We can give you something so difficult. You can do it for an hour and be absolutely wiped out. That shouldn't be the main metric from a workout. I, I love that because like I wrote a a blog article, um, not that long ago called digging holes and like you could go out in your backyard, take a shovel, dig a hole and fill the dirt back fill the hole back in. And you just worked out like it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. But what did you really accomplish outside of just like digging that hole is digging that hole going to make you move better probably not is it going to contribute to you losing weight probably like if you did it all the all the time right Mm -hmm. you would definitely add some some muscle from doing that all the time but just because you do those two things like and dug a hole like one, you're going to create an overuse injury and imbalances because you're doing the same exact movement over and over and over and over Very again. Um, and then you're not improving your ability to function outside of just digging that yeah, hole. You're only getting better at digging holes. Yeah, exactly. So w- what you're saying, though, to back up is you're saying that the better somebody moves, the better results that they're going to get eventually. Yes. That's the other big one that we, uh, we, we all hear that in here is like, how do I tone this? Or how do I tone? Like, I want to get my adductors more. It's like (laughs) in reality, like we, the way we template our workouts, we're, we're getting a little bit of everything. If you went through, the proper range of motion, whatever we're going to define that as for whatever exercise you're going through full proper range of motion, you're going to get, you're going to hit everything you need to hit. Like we, we're not going to have to, if you're squatting two to three days a week, you don't have to go do the good girl, bad girl, uh, hip machine at the local gym. Good girl, bad girl. I heard, I heard that a couple of years ago. I like that. I like that one. I like that. Uh, that the, ad, the adductor and uh, abduction machine yeah. at the gym. Like yeah. you, you, you don't have to do that. If you're on a well-structured, full spectrum workout that's hitting all the major movement patterns, you're right. I won't have to roll my eyes anymore because you're asking, to, asking for select toning areas. <laughs> yeah. So, and a squat, like most people don't know this and I, I love dropping it as like a little trivia item while people are working out on leg, leg day. I'm like, what's the single best core exercise that you can do? And they're like, sit ups, plank, I don't know, leg raises. And I'm like, Front squat. a squat. 
Like that's the one that's working your core the most if you do it correctly, right? For sure. So um, I personally am a horrible mover. I will admit it. Like, and, and it upsets me like when I see Richie and you're doing power, like squat cleans and snatches with, you know, 300 pounds and it like hurts my back to bend over and pick up a bar because my hips are messed up. I've had to, I've had to do a lot of work to get there. Yeah. So like, right, exactly. And so you're, you're like taking 300 pounds and throwing it up over your head and I'm picking 300 pounds up off the ground real slowly. So who do you think is getting the the most benefit out of that movement and is able to do more work in the amount of over the course of an hour or a week, a month, a year? Like definitely you. Like you're going to see you're going to see way more benefit from doing like those movements because you're going to work at a higher load. And you're going to move the bar faster and your form is going to be better. Your tempo is going to be better. Like all those things are better. Whereas like I'm working at way less capacity and accomplishing way less because that's what I am able to do safely without hurting myself. It's a really good example. Yeah. So, and I'm embarrassed to say, I'm embarrassed every time I like am out on the training floor working out and Richie's out there working out at the same time. I know. Well, you know, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good when I'm like, man, if I had just, you know, 15 years ago started, started focusing on my movement and not being all like swole and jacked at the beach. Like I guarantee you, like we go to the beach and take our shirts off. We'll just see who, who (laughs) looks better, but that's not like but my back also hurts like all the time. So yeah, but I, yeah, I'll be able to go out and play spike ball. You'll have to sit, sit there with, with your mug. No, I, I might play spike ball okay. with you, but, um, one, you're going to move faster than I am. <laughs> and two, like, it's going to take me four days to recover. Like I'm going to be hurting for, and, for and that, that right there though, that's a whole nother point that we didn't exactly. even get to your, your, your capacity goes up for recovery as well. Cause you're going to, you know, yeah. you're going to be able to just do everything better. Yep. So, um, CJ, you run our boot camps in the morning mm-hmm. and there are, I, I hate, I love boot camp and I hate boot camp, right? I love boot camp in the sense that the energy is awesome. Like people are coming in, they're working hard, they're sweating, like they're high fiving each other because it sucks. And they're, you know, like in building this bond over something that's like really tough. But at the same time, like we have people in that, that group setting that are like, unless I'm dead, unless I hit my 200 meps on my, my zone belt, like I didn't even work out. Right. What was the point of that? And so like, how do you in that setting, I know, because I know, like I've seen, I I know how you design the workouts. Like you're trying to accomplish both. You're trying to improve people's movement in a boot camp setting and also like make sure they're working hard. So like, what's your mindset when you're designing a boot camp for the day? So um, when it comes down to the boot camps, uh, like you said, it's tough to focus on movement and get a lot of volume, if you want to say it in there, that are quality reps. Um, I still, honestly, when we're in boot camp, I push form. 
I still like to put all of the same types of exercises. Obviously, in boot camp, you're going to be doing faster stuff, maybe more body weight stuff, but that's a perfect time to you know work on your form. If you're doing body weight, it's never going to be easier than when you're doing body weight. You're only going to make it tougher. But when I design the workouts, I'm thinking to make sure that you're getting a little bit of everything in there, but also work on the exercises that we're doing for those people that are in semi-private along with team training. So there are squats in there, different variations of it. I still want people to go down in the, with their good form, with their bench presses. They're still, I usually put them on the ground, so they're going down to 90 there, coming up. Um, I still preach form. I would rather have somebody go slower in the team setting than to go fast and not get a whole lot of work because, I mean, you know, your half squat one was a great example. If you're only doing half shoulders, you know, not only is that going to cut down on what you're going to be able to do, but it's going to cut down on your decrease. It's going to decrease your range of motion, which is going to decrease your flexibility. And it's just going to make, honestly, everything a little bit harder. And then when you decide, oh, I do want to work on getting better with my mobility, it's going to be a lot harder to break those bad habits that you set than it is if you start out with the good form. It's just going to be so much easier starting out than trying to start stop the bad habits halfway through right so so there's a couple of different things that that i think are important to touch on there and and first one that you really just drove home is is hey if you start off doing the movement wrong and you strengthen that wrong movement pattern you're going to create a compensate you're going to create compensation so like one one muscle like is not going to move correctly because you're not moving your body the way that it was designed to move, then you're strengthening that. So that's going to result in an injury, which a lot of the time, um, like we see that with the shoulder all the time, you see it with the, the low back all the time, the knee, like the, the joints that everybody is like always has in common that, that hurt. Right. So if you're creating and strengthening compensation, it's just going to be malignant and it's going to spread throughout your whole body. And it's not just going to stay isolated to one area. So learning to move properly right from the get go is the most important thing that you can do to feel good and to eventually get to where you want to be right and and increase your ability to work so i'm glad that you touched on that because it's so true it's like it's harder to unlearn a habit than it is to develop a new one right so basically to to sum it up so you have to start with good movement when you don't there's a lot of things that we have to do to correct those movement patterns and a lot of times we have to let you work in a bad movement pattern just to like with small modifications just to like ease our way into moving correctly right so there's like we're already we're starting from negative and we're starting to just get you back to like neutral and then we can start strengthening that correct movement pattern um the other thing is the that you mentioned is like the speed at which you're working and the tempo so we're all familiar with crossfit right mm -hmm. crossfit is an incredible sport it's a sport like you have to be an athlete it's not just walk into the gym and like i'm gonna do crossfit but they're lifting a lot of weight really fast and the ones that are really good at it 
are doing it with really good form. And that's the reason that they're able to do it so so quickly and so much weight and be efficient at it is because their movement is really good. Richie, what is your take on the qual like the I guess the results that you get from moving really like a lot of weight really fast or even lightweight really fast versus moving at a slower controlled tempo? Um well there's a lot of research on muscle hypertrophy with speed. So there's different muscle fibers, three main ones. Um, you can change the type two muscle fibers can kind of jump around. Like they can kind of take on whatever adaptation you're applying to the body. And it, I mean, my, my f- favorite analogy, if I have a, especially a female client that comes in like, Hey, I don't want to get too big. I don't want to, you know, all the excuses we get. I'm like, well, do you want to, looks somewhat similar to the female sprinters in the world. And they're like, well, yeah, they got big butts and abs. Okay, well, what do they do? They They move really fast. They they move really fast sometimes. And then other times they move really slow and use really heavy load. So they do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So in our demographic, obviously we're not doing, we're not gonna be doing like a ton of power cleans and max effort sprints, but trying to get people to the point of Maybe we're doing a box squat with a little bit of speed on the way up, or maybe we pr- try to progress uh, any of our clients to doing whatever sprinting might mean to them. Like that, that's moving fast enough. We're, we don't have to do snatches or cleans for time because that's atrocious. <laughs> Anyone that thinks doing that high te- technical of a movement for under time constraints it's a sport see me outside because it is a sport (laughs) it's a sport um don't try that at home yeah um but there there's definitely a lot of good adaptations that we can get out of moving stuff fast but generally that's going to be for our really really advanced clients that have already mastered the basics and can move really really well because there's no you're not going to have someone move fast if they can't move well first there you go so if you can't move well, moving slow and as heavy as you can do safely is probably going to be the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Add tempos. Yeah. Eccentrics are great. Eccentric. That's where that's where it's at for Those are, for the the beginner, yeah. like a slower tempo, moving a little bit more weight in a correct movement pattern. And then as you progress, you can increase your your speed. And then, yeah, I say, once you check all the boxes, then you can do the fun stuff. Then like the, then the real results will happen in in reality. Like, yeah, you're going to start seeing what you want, but the better you move. And again, we're coming back to it. The more you have, the more capacity you have, the more cool stuff we can do with you. Then your workouts are more fun and you get good results and everybody's happy. Yeah. So I think that the, the message that we're trying to send to everybody is like, Hey, when you're starting off, have realistic expectations that there's a ramping period where you just have to build the foundation. You have to focus on quality of movement. And as your quality of movement improves, the results will, the the speed at which the results come will increase exponentially. But you have to get through that period of improving your movement at least to a point where 
we can increase your ability to work harder. And that doesn't mean we're going to stop focusing on the movement, the quality of the movement and improving it. But like the better you get it moving, the better results you're going to get into story. Cool. I agree. Exactly. Boom. Let's leave it there. And next week, let's come back with uh, some knowledge bombs on sleep. Can't wait. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Stay sexy, Scottsdale, and move really, really well, please. Rally the Valley and go Suns. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.